film sucks Indie film sucks It's the Indie Film Sucks Podcast Yeah St. Louis from a basement on South Broadway, the Indie Film Sucks podcast. Because Indie Film oh. sucks. Sucks. Yep. <sighs> Here we are. Again, oh, again. <laughs> Got two hoodies and a short sleeve shirt. Wow. <laughs> it's like we were just here. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I think we were. Well, you guys look wonderful, by the way. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Brock. And you always, always look good. Well, I work real hard. It's a shampoo I use. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know how you did that 75 hard? Yeah. Um, seeing a guy on Facebook now who had, is it true you have to start over if you mess up? Yes. He just, he's on day two again. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mess up at all. I, I, I stuck to it for actually 80 something days and I'm probably going to do it again. It's pretty Pretty, pretty cool stuff. No, I think that's a good... That's I don't want to do... I, yeah. I, I, I can't do the... the... <laughs> we couldn't jump to it quick enough to say we're both not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, uh... <laughs> the, the two... The one workout's got to be outside. I Yeah. That was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. But yeah. oh, you still have weights. Do all that stuff, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I, mean, I mean, that's, that's okay. something. They're over there. Yeah. I look at them. <laughs> you lift them to move them? Yeah. And, you know, workout... Outside doesn't mean like lifting weights outside. You can do a hike, you can do a jog, you can do a walk, whatever. Just you gotta be outside. Well, if, if I'm on South Broadway at night, I'm doing a very fast <laughs> jog. You lose some weight pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I just thought that was interesting that because I was like, I gotta ask Brock if that's true because he was very honest on mm-hmm. Facebook going, I screwed up. Now I'm back to day two. Now I'm doing it at nine o'clock because I told myself that I would do it. But if he goes, you got to be honest with the whole program. It is. And if you're not honest, then it's about making commitments to yourself and sticking to them. And it's just, it's actually a really good lesson in life in general. You know, you make, you make promises to everybody else and you keep them, but you always forget to keep the promise to yourself because it's easy to, to screw yourself over because it's just you. But Confucius over here. That's beautiful, Brock. That was one hell of an assignment. Was, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> he learned some stuff. I did. He's been off assignment <laughs> for a week now. <laughs> it's just... Anyway, what we got on the agenda tonight? What, what's going on in the world of Red Knighted Skies and Indie Film Sucks and 88mm, right? What's what's in the uh, distribution corner? Oh, distribution corner. Uh, it's empty. There's <laughs> nothing. In- no new <laughs> news. <laughs> no news. We we still have the same uh, interested parties. We're still exploring all the options. It, it it. I mean it. Look, we might go with the distributor, but it just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. But I'll I'll tell you what, man. Nothing really seems to make a whole lot of sense. I mean, the streaming services. Everything I keep reading, <laughs> it's it's all down and negative and reporting's nowhere to be found and you don't know what to believe you get on those forums and you read all that stuff and there's the one guy who's making ten thousand dollars a month and then there's the other people who they're losing money yeah, I believe the losing guy, it's like gambling. Yeah. Everybody tells you when they win, but nobody tells you when they lose. Yeah. <laughs> Except for an independent film, everybody's a loser. Everyone's a loser. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to know. You, you can't really trust all the internet forums as far as information goes. I mean, maybe some of it's true. Maybe some of it's a pile of horse shit. I mean, it, 
it's really hard to know. This is the toughest part of the entire process, which is why so many filmmakers, they make a movie, they get to this point, and they're like, oh, fuck this. I know how to make a movie. They go back and make another movie. Yeah, so we're trying to make the best decision because we want to give our investors money. Right, and we ma- want to make money. Maximize yeah. the profits back. Yeah, I agree so with you. So we're not pulling the trigger on anything too quick these days. Because I agree. we want to make a really good decision. So the self-distribution corner is exactly what you just said, right? Yeah. Jerry's still out. We're still trying to see what that is. And then what about the festival? There's four corners. I'll just go around the room a little bit. Uh, what about the festival corner? I saw we got in a couple more. We got, uh, what's that March date we got? What is that? What is that festival? Don't we have one coming up in, we got one coming up in March, right? We do. It's Lewis uh, and Clark. At Lewis and Clark Theater over in Godfrey, Illinois. Always late. TV and movie awards festival. Yep. Uh, seems like a nice, neat little regional festival. I think we're in Chicago Horror Festival. I I do not know if we are in Paul Hibbard's Hysteria Fest. It'd be cool if we were. Yeah. And beyond that, we're just waiting to hear back. But at least I can go on Film Freeway and I can look at the checklist and it says you'll be notified by X date. Yep. And the old without a box submission platform there was just you just shoot it out there and hope you hear something back and maybe you will maybe you won't no so i think that's all the corners right to catch our fans up on yeah, every three corners thing so what do we want to teach them about tonight what experience are we going through we just met with our lawyer <laughs> do we want to dive into that or is that well, too you know, risky the, or no it's <laughs> it, it's part of the suck but it's actually it's it's a necessity right it really is and i mean from the very beginning, I believe you should probably have some type of legal assistance from making, when you're doing a pitch deck and you're, and you're talking to potential investors, you want it to look professional. And there's some legal jargon in some of these pitch decks. And then if you are lucky enough to get an investor involved, you want it to have real legal contracts. And you want a lawyer to write them up, not just... <laughs> get them off the internet? which works but you can yeah you can i mean we've done some of that in the past for different types of documents but you know we we want to make sure we're not going to misrepresent ourselves and we don't want the investor to feel like they're being duped you know so when you have a real legal uh counsel and you have real legal papers man it really it makes you look professional no, you are. We well, we are professional. It just. Added, I mean, to everybody. It, out right. There. It just we stepped up to that professional level by by having a legal counsel to represent the film, not necessarily eighty eight, which we do have that as well. Mm-hmm. He would do that as well, or the firm would. So when did we decide? So you guys were in this before I came on board. When did you decide that that was key? I know for Red Knight, because it was always well, you guys had it before I came on board. The initial time we contacted an attorney was for our film sound of nothing which we were having some back end issues not going to go into it any further than that but we contacted an attorney for that and this was uh 2016ish something like that right right when we partnered up officially so back end distribution issues Is yeah that... back end okay. distribution issues okay and so when we were going forward with the boxing film cruiser, we had legal counsel representing us for that. When we drew up all the contracts and got all the investor paperwork squared away, so it was everything was above board and legitimate. And then we just carry that over into Red Knight at Skies. Yeah. So when you're dealing with investments, you gotta you know make sure you don't mess with the SEC. And 
go above your investment totals as far as how many people you can have investing in right. your movie in your state, which in Missouri, it's I believe it's 25 uh, before the SEC gets involved, and then it's just it's a whole other headache, which I don't even understand at all. But I was just told to stay clear of more than 25 <laughs> yeah, exactly. investors. You're like, watch out, we're getting close, we're getting close. <laughs> and there's all sorts of ways you can kind of get around that. Like if you, if you have five investors, they could form... A, a group, a partnership an group, LLC, yeah. and basically that's in, one. invest as one in it. That's sure, one, yeah. right? And, and loopholes, yes, right. And I think, and right, you guys had two legal counsels, right? You had a, you had a company you were using, and then we we moved to yeah, we had one current legal we had counsels. one law firm, and they were they were great. They were just really really expensive, mm. and we moved to a, a second law firm, who I I think is much they're more reasonable and they i think our attorney is much more invested in film production in the state of missouri mm. and in the city of st louis yeah great great guy yeah yeah and i think that's important from a standpoint of not thinking about legal law and fentanyl right didn't no. didn't think about it didn't, didn't even have insurance did nothing right it's barely any money <laughs> Well, that's another thing, right? As far as like when you get into these major contracts, like uh, I mean, Mosley's was simple. Yeah, it was something we could do ourselves. I redlined it myself. But getting into something as you get into bigger things, and even when you get into renting spaces or what that legal thing is, having that person that you can go to is key to be vested in that film with you. Because I think we would even expand our legal presence on the next film. Oh, certainly. Would you agree? Yeah. From from that standpoint. Oh yeah. I mean, because it's the whole point. It's when we're talking about investors. It's a it's a legal contract, right? Even if you write it up yourself on a napkin, it's still a legal binding contract. You know, I give you a thousand dollars, you pay me back twelve hundred dollars, right? You know that that's still with, of course, the clause that if I don't make twelve hundred dollars, then I don't get that money back, right? Or or whatever the deal you make is. Mm-hmm. So whatever legal contract you have. It's always better to have an attorney look over it. Right, because that way you could go back to the attorney if you had any discrepancies and they would be able to decipher it or or they were the ones who wrote it as opposed to pulling some off the internet where you don't have that backing of somebody who wrote it. But getting away from investors, because I know that's important. Well, one more thing real quick. So a lot of investors are pretty savvy anyway and have their own lawyers because they invest in many things. So it's a pretty good idea to go and have something look professional so they can give it to their lawyer to where... You know, they know you're on the up and up as well. You know, it's not written on a napkin. Yeah. Even though it, they can tell it's professional. Yeah, and I I think we covered investors. Uh, that's that's key to raising the money. Yeah. You want that to be professional. But the, the legal side of things, like you said, we had to go out and try to protect ourselves from a distributor. Yes. Right? Or, or figure that out. That's, that's where you first thought of going, I can't do this myself. I need legal representation. Well, before you sign any contract with a distributor or with anyone, really, have an attorney look over it. That's very important because there, there's a lot of legalese in a contract which does not necessarily translate into common English for you to understand. And you can end up in a deal that you had no idea that you were signing away your rights for everything for God knows how long. I think building that relationship with that legal counsel or that attorney or that firm, a like you said, Brock or Chris, it's uh, they're they're vested and they they understand the industry, right? And they're they're trying to make Missouri better or they're yeah. trying to, they're trying to do things and they understand guys like us, right? A billable hour might be a little different than somebody that's in in something else. 
I think that's important. But getting them involved early, understanding where you are and who you are to have that whole gamut covered is, I think, what I don't think a lot of independent filmmakers have or considered on, A, what can go wrong, where they can help you with an investment standpoint from building that out, and then I guess, you know, C is um, if you do get in distribution trouble or have to go after somebody or write a letter kind of in a situation we're in now with one of our films, yeah. which we can get into that, yeah. is is key from them working that whole process with you, right? I, I, I just think that's something where I think we would add more to our clauses, our, our film on the next one. Right on how we would use this certain person if we can afford them. Sure. Right, because you can rack up a bill very easy. Some things you have to do on your own. We're yes, not going to have them review a lot of things, but to be protected, I don't think a lot of independent filmmakers consider the attorney side of things. Right, you got the camera, you got this, you got this, you got this. I think legal representation should be up there in your top. You know, as something you need to add to your budget. Yeah, it could be really well worth the expense. Yeah. Because it could cost you everything. Right. And, and we can go into why we think that, A, we talked a little bit about they helped set up their investors perfectly mm. from a legal side of things. They helped with a situation with a distributor, right? Yeah. And now we have something where we have a relationship with this person, and we were able to call them immediately and said, hey, we have this situation with a particular property of ours that is still out there, and we thought we had the rights back. And it's still out there. What? Well, here, here's yeah. another another consideration. So it's it's not necessarily about bringing a lawsuit against someone. Okay. Matter of fact, if you can avoid bringing a lawsuit against someone, that's the best way to go. Because at our level, it's really tough to recover a lot of money. The expense. It, it, the, the expense of, and even a, a good lawyer will tell you, like, look, it's going to cost you more in billable hours than you're going to get out of this. So a really good thing for an attorney is to use them to sort of rattle sabers and put the fear of God into someone and say, look, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, then we're coming after you. And a lot of people, some people are just like, I don't care, come after me. But other people are like, oh, well, I don't want that. I don't want this hassle. So Here's here's what I didn't do, or here's the money I owe you, or or I will take this copyrighted material down, or whatever it is. So just having the backing of the lawyer to say, look, we will prosecute this to the full extent of the law if you don't comply. We'll get a fair number of people to comply, which is what you want. Yeah, they don't want to put up the hassle either. No. But having that relationship up front and being able to turn to somebody and go, hey, remember this, or remember that property, or remember that property you worked on, that kind of thing. Yeah. Here's what we're having issues down the road. Yeah, absolutely. We can we can go ahead and send that off. I don't know if you want to get in our particular situation, I, not I naming think, names or anything. No, but. I wouldn't name any names or anything. But our our situation is, we do have a property, like you said, that we have 100 percent of the rights to, and we've had it for years. And our plan was to remaster this film and put it out ourselves. And lo and behold, it's out there right now, and. We didn't give any rights to anyone to put it on any platform. It's it's out there, not from our old distributor, but from a third party. Yeah, how'd you find it? By accident. Yeah, that's exactly because it's been out there for a while. Yeah, and you found it by accident. By accident, and I, I was shocked. And and it's not like it's on some sort of pirate base side because your stuff is going to get pirated. Okay, here's the other thing. 
And I, I've talked to some filmmakers about this. They're very indignant. I'm like, look, man, your stuff is going to get pirated. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't fight it. Someone in Mongolia <laughs> <Or whoever. laughs> yeah, is, is, is streaming your film, and you're not getting a nickel. And that's just part of the game. Right. Good right. luck getting that guy to take yeah. it down. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a legitimate site. Or actually, it's on a couple of legitimate streaming sites. That's right. And they are misrepresenting that they have ownership of this property because our contract ended in 2008, I believe. No, or it started in 2015. Or yeah. it ended, well, it ended eight years ago. Or they yes. don't know they're misrepresenting because they thought they did something else right and that's yes. i think that's what's key is going you need that representation just like you just said to send that letter make that phone call to go i need to know why this is out there yeah what's strange about the whole thing is when chris found out and got got a hold of me which was not too long ago uh he said it's, it's kind of weird because we hadn't pushed this movie at all we had it in our pocket and we look at how many views it has gotten and it's amazing yeah, even since we first looked, how many views it's got yeah. doubled. <laughs> the views have doubled, right? Yeah, it's around four hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Just, just don't, don't read the comments. <laughs> well, we <laughs> won't tell. They can look for themselves. Actually, some comments are very good, <laughs> and others are the typical. I could have done a better yeah. job. This was like two monkeys with a helmet cam made this movie. I'm no, like, here's oh. the challenge. Well, they don't even know which movie we're talking about. Anymore. Go to, go to our website. Find all our movies, search them on the internet, and you tell me which movie it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can find it. No, we don't want to. We don't want to get too deep into it no. because we're we're trying to, and we don't want to name certain things because we're trying. Now we just met with our council, and and we're we're starting to take the process of doing what we need to do. And here's here's one thing. The first thing we did, which we did not do. Okay, whenever you yes. create a piece of property, right. yeah. it is copyrighted, right? If you write a script that. The, the date you're done with it, that is the copyright date, okay? You don't have to register with the WGA. However, if you want to fully protect your property, you do need to register it with the U.S. Copyright Office. Something we never did because I, my understanding always was, oh, well, it's our property. It's copyright us. Because we created it. We're the owners. That and only pretentious people do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 something but, that you don't know or consider. No, or... You, you need to register the copyright. Yes. Because that way you can go back for all the damages from the point of origin. Basically. Correct. So if you discover it five years later and it was copyrighted originally, even two years before that five years, right? Yeah. You can say, hey... You either A, had to look it up to see who owned it, or you can go back to them for every dime that they made off of that. So that's that's something. And what is it, 25 bucks, 65 bucks? It's very cheap to it's, send something in to get something yeah, copyrighted. Yeah, it's like 65 From an independent like film in our experience. We don't know that that'll be your experience forever. You're trying to copyright, but that was our experience. Yeah, so, well, it's not, you have a copyright, but this is a registered with the U.S. No, copyright it, for. Office protection above and beyond just the protection that just having a copyright gets yes. because there is protection yes once you notify somebody that it's copywritten then you can get damages going forward if they don't do anything yeah but you can't go back and get pre-stuff no unless it was it was registered yes that's that's from what i understand from yes. what they were telling us so very cheap I think you, you got to do it as an independent filmmaker to protect yourself from a legal standpoint if anything else. Just, yeah. yeah, in case somebody steals your stuff. Right. 
Right. And, and, and on a site that is noticeable, not these pirated things yeah. where you find yourself on something else where you're never going to find the guy who put it out there. No, you're, you're not going to get any of that money. Just forget that's a wash. But yeah. yeah, this is on a big, big streaming site. It's on a couple, but one is everyone knows this site. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows this site. Do you two know these, the site? Yeah, okay, just, I, yeah. Okay. I do now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, it's it's just another. No, we went back and, and took every single one of our properties and, and did the exact same thing for them. Yeah. So going forward, we, we at least got a date that says if anything happens from this day forward, we can get full damage and, and restitution for it. So and hopefully it won't be an issue. But I mean, there are a lot of there's a lot of dishonest people in the world. So you just have to protect yourself from that. Yeah. So, and the only way to do that fully is to have legal counsel. Yeah. So, more or less, we we have our counsel writing up, you know, a letter saying what I remember us talking to him. I, you took more notes than I did, Mackie. And- yeah. I mean, it was it was basically like we we said, like you just said, Chris is we're probably not going to pursue something from a legal standpoint. We're not going to, we're not going to threaten to sue. We're it's not gonna, saying that. Right. But to. what we're going to do is make a phone call, send a letter that just says, Hey, we found this. It's not yours. We want to understand how you got it. And just put some demands in there that just say, Hey, our clients are looking for this, this, and this, mm-hmm. right. About two hours worth of work, I think is what they were saying. It yeah. probably, probably takes, and we should get a response from this company. And we did not ask for a cease and desist yet, correct? No. It, it, I mean, it's going to be implied. Mm-hmm. But no, we did not ask for a cease and desist because we want to understand how they got it, what they plan on doing with it. Can we work? Can you work with my client to pay them what you owe them for being it out there? And is there is there a program going forward for my client to continue to have it out there? Yeah. And if they tell us to kick sand, we say, okay, well, you have to take it down. Right. So either way, we win. But I think having that direction from a legal standpoint, they know how to position that letter, that conversation to put us in the best position. Oh, yeah. And we don't have to do it. Right. And we have the power of pretty nice law firm that, that holds some, some credibility. Yeah. And we have our original contract all spelled out in black and white, so there is, there there is no gray area in this whatsoever. Right, and so I and, and we'll we'll update. We can update everybody. You don't know, have another show on this once we understand. Yeah, because we don't know if there's any money involved or if there's some money involved. It'd be be great because we know it's ad based, you know on. Yeah, the streaming services. So and and they paid something. something to get it. They yeah. something happened or how they got it. There had to have been a deal there. But even if even if there's no money in it, it's the idea behind it that we have to do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, what our attorney said was, it might not be much money, but it's not zero. Right. That number is not zero. Correct. There is a number. Right. Yep. My could be five dollars and a six pack of <laughs> of uh, bush light. Yeah. So we're coming out of a contract with with distribution, and I think it's important that we have this legal counsel because I think you did a good job, Chris, of actually um, notifying them six months prior to, I think it ends in June, of saying, hey, we have no desire to re-up this. It's our intention to exit this when the contract's up. Correct. They sent us some checks, and there was a nice little interchange there. What I asked the lawyer the other day was, hey, do you think it's a good idea to say, Hey, how about the final kind of all the reporting and all this kind of stuff and, and start positioning for that 
And he was like, yeah, I think that's a really good idea because you've notified them you, you want that you want something that they should be able to get to you. And now he kind of made some notes. And now if I bring it up to our lawyer again and going, hey, we didn't get this or our final checks, I think it's something that he could possibly pursue on our behalf. He also said yep. to go ahead and add that we have legal representation on that. Oh, too. I forgot about that. Yeah, he was just like, add this. And I wrote down the little phrase, and I can't remember what it was, but I wrote it down in my notes. Like, hey, just go ahead and stick this in there, Chris. Like, and I was just like, perfect, because that cost us nothing. They, yeah, yeah they, correct. They just wanted to let them know that if they had any further questions, this is my lawyer. Right. That's more or less what it was. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I thought that was great. But yeah. but even it's that's on the nudge. other side of things, right? On, yeah. on, on the contract. Yeah, it's just a little nudge saying, you know, we're ready if bullshit happens. Right. Yeah. So what did we learn tonight, kids? We learned legal representation is important. Yes. Uh, legal representation is important. Copyright. Copyright. Yeah. copyright. Registered copyright. Registered copyright is, That's important. is, is good. Um, the lows? What else we learned? Oh, we learned about <laughs> the highs, the lows, and the in-betweens. True independent filmmaking. The Indie Film Sucks podcast brought to you by 88mm Productions. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, should we get this copyrighted? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know if stealing it. <laughs> please, <laughs> please put that out there and get us get us promotion. All right. I expect to see 103 people. Now. Yeah. Indie film sucks. Indie film sucks. It's the Indie Film Sucks Podcast. Yeah.